Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Alexis Garcia and Ed Carson, the chart master himself, here to break down the market action in today's session for Friday, February 16th. And we'll also take a look at the week ahead. And Ed, you know, stocks did their best to battle back after some hot inflation data today with the producer's price index coming in above expectations. But what do you have on the docket for us today? Want to take a look at the stock of the day, maybe the stock of the year, Supermicro, which had a really big sell-off today. And then two stocks outside of the AI and tech space, Lennar and Weatherford. All right. Well, we'll get to those stocks. But first, let's check in on the major indexes. The NASDAQ closing lower today, down eight-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 down about half a percent. And the Dow also closing in the red, down four-tenths of a percent and small caps down about 1.2%. So Ed, let's dive in and take a look at the NASDAQ. That index closing near session lows today. What's your thoughts for the action today? Yeah, it sold off a little bit. There was some negative news with that. You know, Tuesday we had the big sell-off on CPI and Friday we had PPI. Still, ultimately we closed around the 10-day line. We never even reached the 21-day line. Uh, there were some, you know, there may have been some reticence heading into NVIDIA earnings next week. We'll get to that. But as you can see, it, it fell a little bit. It wasn't like a huge drop, especially after several weeks of gains. If anything, uh, it would have been better to have a, a deeper pullback, uh, maybe, you know, then to set up like we had in early January or even this pause back in late November, early December. That created a lot of buying opportunities, allowed the indexes to catch up a little bit. But uh, hard to get too upset at how that the market is is has is continued to do really well, uh, you know, several months into this rally. Right, and it seems to be the continuing theme here that we see uh, just the resilience when this economic data comes out. Yeah, and the Fed is now like we've you know a few weeks ago the market was rallying because they expected six rate cuts in 2024. Well, now it's down to three, maybe four. Uh, so that job owning by the Fed, this inflation data changing that, and yet the market, despite that, has, has been, as you say, been very resilient. All right, let's jump on over to the S&P 500. Again, similar action here, but you know, still uh, right around that 5,000 level. Yeah, held that gain, uh, held that level and rebounded from near the 21-day line. Yesterday was actually at a record close, so uh, really not showing a whole lot of weakness. It did fall you know, for the week, but only modestly, uh, really, really showed a lot of strength. All right, let's take a quick look at the Dow and get your thoughts there. Yeah, barely fell at all, really trading tightly the past few weeks, finding support. Uh, it did undercut the 21 daylight briefly, but, you know, really didn't uh, show, so show much damage here. All right, let's uh, check in on small caps. And again, those were down today, but we, we've seen some volatile action here over the last week. So what's your take on what you're seeing in this chart? I mean, small caps always tend to, you know, to like, like growth stocks, they go higher and lower than the uh, major indexes. But ultimately, it was a solid week. I mean, small caps led. It had a 4% drop on Tuesday, and it still rose over 1% uh, for the week. It's back above the 2,000 level. This is the 200 level on IW and the ETF, but the Russell itself is over 2,000. It's very close to this 22-month high. So uh, breadth actually improved. I'm just going to call up briefly. It just doesn't show today. I think today the breadth may have been slightly negative. We were worried about breadth, and we're starting to see the breadth improve. This is like 
the advanced decline line on the NASDAQ. And Tuesday was horrific uh, breadth, but still overall for the week, we're showing some improvement. Uh, so that's that's encouraging. All right. Well, let's check in on the 10-year Treasury yield, because as you said, we had some, some more inflation data today, that ticking up about 1.3%. Yeah. So now we've gone up to like three-month highs. There is this brief dip on regional bank concerns, but we've been trending up for a while now, in part because people realize, well, maybe maybe they're not going to cut quite as much as expected. It's a really big weekly weekly gain. Uh, and you can see there's a real trend. It's almost like a lost day or two. And after that, it's been a pretty steady trend. And so that's something to watch. It's definitely a, a factor out there because this, you know, this was a big reason for the correction in the stock market. This was a big reason for the stock market rally. Uh, so far, we've weathered the last few months. Uh, but uh, that's definitely bears watching. All right. Well, you mentioned market breadth, and let's take a look at RSP and QQEW. RSP uh, down slightly about half a percentage point today, but you know, still kind of hovering in this buy zone area. Yeah, and this one did really well. It tested the 50-day line or the 10-week line, but rebounded. It's you know, really, it was a solid week. I mean, up 0.7, where the S&P was down because some of the big cap names were down. This is right at two-year highs and almost at all-time highs. And then the NASDAQ 100, the equal weighted index, again, down slightly today, but it looks like it's really holding at that short-term level there. Yeah, and this was hitting record highs or right there this week. Doing It now performed the, the NASDAQ 100 this week because there were some losers. Uh, some of the major, bigger names in the NASDAQ 100 had down weeks, including Apple and Google, uh, some big caps like Adobe. So there's actually showing breadth. This is actually a QQEW shows that there's fairly good breadth. And we're going to look at some sector ETFs. That also shows a fair amount of breadth in this market, which is a, which is a positive that there's a fair amount of leadership in this market rally. Yeah, well, let's get into those sectors, starting with XLI, the industrial select sector. Again, that one having a, a nice week again, up about nine tenths of a, of a percent for the week. And it looks like the sixth straight week of gains there. So what are your thoughts of what's happening here? Uh, you know, the relative strength has lagged a little bit, but, you know, it's definitely come on. There's a lot of names in here that are doing well that seen here also in trucking and other things are showing that the real economy seems to be doing reasonably well. All right, let's take a look at XHB. That's the Spider Home Builders. Uh, this one having a little bit of a down week, but uh, not maybe not surprising with all the inflation data coming out, but still holding well above that 10-week moving average. Yeah, really impressive given the big gain in yields uh, this week and really the last several weeks. This is this is actually trended higher during that point. At some point, that could crack. Uh, Home Builders sort of did that last year and eventually finally gave in. But right now, they're looking very strong despite uh, the, the retracement in mortgage rates. All right. Well, let's take a look at XLF. That's the financial select sector uh, ETF. And again, uh, nice week up about one and a half percent for the week. And what are your thoughts looking at this one? I mean, some banks are doing well. Berkshire is doing pretty well. That's the largest holding, actually, in XLF. Visa has been doing well. Again, another sign of the strength of the economy, not showing uh, you know, really a strong advance showing the breadth here. And definitely investors should be looking at financials, at, at industrials, at home builders, not just the AI plays, especially since so many of them are stretched. 
All right, let's check in on software. That's the IGV ETF. And we had, you know, about five weeks in a row of gains here, but looking like it's coming in a little bit this week, down about 3.2%. So what are your thoughts on this sector? So the, I think this sector still looks pretty good. This is a this is a heavier sell-off than in most things. I think Microsoft might have been down a little bit. You know, that one was down a fair amount, but a real loser, and that's a huge weight. And Adobe is an enormous weight. And Adobe faces facing some competitive pressures and concerns. So those two names are huge weights. Uh, I don't know if software in general uh, was that weak, uh, you know, but something to note. But, you know, still, this has been a big run. All right, let's round this out here by looking at the semiconductor ETF, that's SMH. And again, uh, kind of a similar story here, uh, down slightly about 1% for the week. Uh, so what are your thoughts here? Look, this is holding up very well. It's dominated by NVIDIA, and you have a lot of NVIDIA-related names like Taiwan Semiconductor and AMD. They're big weights, a whole lot of things. Uh, this is doing very, very well. After that, after those pauses, you know, I talked about those pauses, you can sort of see them right here when the market did. Those offered buying opportunities in this ETF and on a lot of the stocks, uh, you know, so, but uh, not not much of a drop this week. All right. Well, you mentioned NVIDIA earnings upcoming next week. And let's take a look at that chart because, you know, that one down fractionally today, but, you know, overall looking pretty good, looking on the weekly chart, you see those nice gains. Um, so what are your thoughts here as uh, these earnings come up and, you know, could be a, a pretty big catalyst for market move up or down? I think this could be an enormous earnings report. Uh, I think NVIDIA is the stock of the year, like in the S&P 500. Uh, it was the last time I checked a few days ago, and it, it definitely was the stock of the year in 2023. It is now the third largest U.S. traded stock. Uh, it has passed up Google and Amazon this past week. Uh, so it's moving up the ranks. So just that alone, just that alone, if this sold off, say, 10%, that'd be a big chunk. But when you consider if this falls, the entire AI edifice could have a big losses. Uh, now, you know, we could have a positive catalyst too, but, you know, NVIDIA right here, it's, you know, 25% above its 10-week, uh, even more versus its 50-day. That's pretty extended for, for a gigantic company like this. And, and again, it's had enormous earnings. It's going to have enormous earnings. It's just the question is, are the earnings and the guidance going to be enormous enough to satisfy what investors and and we'll have to see. It could be a positive catalyst, but I think investors have to be aware all these chip names that are AI plays, all these software plays, all these mega caps. And if the market goes down three or four percent, some of those names go down 10, 15, 20 percent or more, uh, you know, depending on, on various factors. So definitely something for investors to watch. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's a really critical week. Yeah, and what would you think would be constructive here? I mean, in terms of giving investors another chance to get into this, because it seems like it just wants to keep running. I mean, yeah, it would be nice if it could pull back to at least the 21-day line. Uh, we actually saw that like on Microsoft and AMD. They're sort of coming back to the 21-day line, but that would take a while. So maybe going sideways, drifting lower. I don't see that happening in the very near future just because you figure earnings are probably going to make it have a, a violent move. Now, maybe it violently falls to the 21-day line. I don't appreciate the big sell-offs. So sometimes rate buying opportunities, but it's scary in the moment. Uh, but it'd be nice if it could just pause and drift off. It did that for several months. It doesn't necessarily have to do it for that long. But even if it just waited for a few weeks, pulled back to the you know 21-day, 10-week line, 
But right now it's extended and that's the case for a lot of AI plays. It's as we sometimes talk about a lockout rally uh, because you're sort of locked out of, out of the leading stocks uh, if you didn't already get in, get on board. All right. Well, we'll just remain patient as that develops. But you mentioned super microcomputer, that's SMCI, suffering a huge outside downside reversal today in heavy volume. And, you know, there was a little bit of a discussion this morning on IBD Live if this was a climax top. So we'd love to get your thoughts on this action. It seems to fit almost every criteria except for not being long enough. Traditionally, we say 18 weeks that it has to be before it's a climax top. And this one, this one peaked in less than a month. This run, you know, was from January 18th and February 16th. So less than less than a month, but it had a huge gains. Uh, there was a lot of rapid gains. It was, I think, 73% gain over the last nine sessions. That's way more than you need for that. Uh, we had these gap ups near the end. This was the biggest point gain in the run, 123%, 23, 123 points. Uh, and there, it was the biggest volume of the run. So those were all aspects in it. Uh, and today, gapped up and then downside reversal. That's classic climax action. Uh, enormous volume. It dwarfed the volume from the prior day. Mm -hmm. You know, it actually engulfed, it didn't necessarily erase all of Wednesday's game, but it went well below Wednesday's low. So it basically, you could basically treat it like a climax. And it certainly, it's something that investors could have been taking profits on along the way. Uh, for full disclosure, I had this, I sold along the way. I sold the rest of it this morning because I just said, I want to get out of this. I, you know, sometimes they'll sell off briefly and then come right back. You think it's a climax run and then they go on another run. So I'm not saying it can't happen, but I just, uh, it seems like this was something on a day that investors needed to protect it, at the very least take significant profits. If not take, just, just get off, just take off and just say, you know what? Uh, thank you for the run. I will, I will book these profits now. All right, well, let's take a look at Lennar, that's L-E-N. Uh, this home builder stock down about 2.6% today. And again, you know, we had those inflation numbers. Uh, the two-month mortgage rates hit a, uh, a mortgage rates hit a two-month high. So uh, maybe not surprising action here, but, you know, closing below that 21-day exponential moving average. Yeah, closing below there. It tried to break out, it broke out on Monday, and it looked like, okay, here we go. But then we had the yields jumping since then. And so, right, you know, it didn't, uh, just on a weekly, it's finding support at the 10-week line. We'll see if it can continue to do that. Obviously, if the yields continue to go up, that's going to be an issue. Uh, also, while this one doesn't have earnings for a few weeks, Toll Brothers, which looks quite similar, they have earnings in a few days. Um, actually, you know, that'll probably be Tuesday night. So that one actually was up, but also sort of pulled back from around a buy point. But that'll be, that might be relevant for uh, for Lennar as well. Uh, this this has been showing strong, you know, con, you know, consolidation after a big run. You know, it really hasn't given up gains. You know, in that sense, it held those that huge run, uh, and so just have to see if that goes there. But it definitely should wait to see if that can can move out. Uh, and uh, and it's obviously rate sensitive, so this one might work out well. But it also this could be uh, you know this is this is a pivotal time for Lennar and and the home builders. All right, let's take a look at Weatherford International and this one, uh, you know, flirting with that 102.64 buy point down a little bit today, about six tenths of a percent. Uh, so, what are your thoughts here? 
Uh, yeah, this one has been acting, you know, pretty well. You know, okay, this, this is an ugly looking chart here. I'll be honest, you know, this part. But what happened here is that Saudi Arabia said or was reported to say that they're, they're going to um, halt production expansion for Aramco, the, the, the state-owned oil giant that is dwarfs everything. Uh, and so I don't know if Weatherford has any business with them, but just that this slammed machinery and drilling and services firms, you know, because maybe now their rates will go down, even if they have nothing to do with Aramco. But it bounced back. It found support of the 200 day line. Then earnings came in. It's bounced back. Uh, the earnings growth has been strong. You could probably have used this, this as sort of like an early entry, you know, using mm-hmm. 189. So across that uh, strong volume, strong, strong gain this week. Uh, the relative strength line isn't great, but I'm just going to go here. In MarketSmith, we can change the relative strength line. We normally chart it against the S&P 500, but you can chart it against something else. And let's just, for fun, chart it against the XLE. Uh, this is why energy. you're the chart master. You're showing us all these cool tricks. Yeah. This is showing it against the XLE Energy ETF. And in that case, this is at a new high. And so you almost have to think of energy stocks a little bit differently because they trade more on oil stocks, oil prices, and oil prices hit a three-month high this week. So... Uh, and this one held up much better. And you can see it's hitting a new high. Now, that's uh, and so that's just something you can do with the relative strength line in that case. So it's just something to note. It's definitely outperforming. So if you say, hey, I like how and I want to play energy stocks. There's lots of ways you could do that. But this one seems to be a leader in that in that field. Uh, this was our stock of the day today. So uh, there's some there's just some nice elements about this. And if you're looking to diversify, if you're thinking, well, I, I have to have too much exposure with A.I., Looking at things like home builders or financials or, or energy stocks, uh, you know those those are among the areas you can go to uh, at least protect you a little bit in in case of a, a big sell off in in that tech space. Right, and speaking about that protection, because as you mentioned, uh, Nvidia coming in next Wednesday with their earnings results. So, what should investors be doing to prepare for the week ahead and you know some potential moves happening in the market? Yeah, I mean, you just say, I think maybe you should go over your, uh, you know, your portfolio to think, well, do I have too much AI exposure? Now, if you've had a lot of AI exposure, probably it's gone pretty well for you. I mean, you know, so uh, so then it's a matter of how much you have to be willing to risk. You might be thinking, hey, this is going to keep going. You have a lot of conviction in this theme and these stocks. I'm going to hold them even though there might be a big one. But if you're more like, yeah, I'm just trading this thing. I'm not really buying it or I don't know about this particular name. Uh, you might want to book some profits uh, or just want to do that, you know, just, you know, just for portfolio management. So if you have half your portfolio in AI themes and, uh, and those names go down 15 percent, uh, you, you could have a really bad day uh, out there. Uh, but, you know, so those are something to do. But I think you should just be ready to play offense or defense. It could be that, you know, over the next few days, move buying opportunities set up. So you want to be ready for that. But also just have your exit strategies. What will get you out of these names, you know, you know, individually or market-wise? They would say, "I'm going to take profits or, or scale out, uh, you know, out of these positions." You know, just be just be engaged, be flexible. Uh, it's a pivotal week in, in, for the market rally. I know we always say that, but this one really feels like it. Uh, so, so uh, use this uh, long weekend to uh, to prepare. Well, we'll be ready to be nimble. And Ed, thank you so much. That's it for today. And just a reminder, the markets will be closed on Monday for President's Day. So we'll be back with more market analysis on Tuesday morning, starting with IBD Live. So you can head on over to investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details there. And we'll see you right back here Tuesday after the close.
This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.